I'm really nervous to tell this story tonight, to be honest with you. It's the first time I would have told it in a room full of <laughs> this many people. And I'm assuming here, but a room full of mainly straight people. Um, so I'm a brother boy, and that means I am an indigenous and transgendered man. So I was born a girl. And when I was born, my mum and dad already had like a, a little boy, and I was their first like baby girl. So I think they were like, yes, this is like amazing. We get to dress her up and she's going to be this girly girl, but they totally shattered their dreams really quickly um, about that. Um, but for me, I grew up in this really like small bush kind of mining country town and it wasn't really issue being this tomboy. Um, the town was really accepting. My family was really accepting. I remember just like always playing with the boys, doing stereotypical boy kind of things. And it was never really like a problem for me until I moved to the city. My dad um, got a job in Perth and I remember going to this like city school and everyone in the class was like teasing me and I was like, why are people teasing me? And it was because I was different to everyone else. And I always remember this like um, coming home from school and saying to my mum, mum, you know, when I grew up in this little town and I could like wear boys clothes, I could you know, ride motorbikes, no one really cared. But now it's like, oh, you're, you're different to us. It's, it, was, it was something I noticed. And, you know, I think um, that continued on into high school. And I think everyone can agree high school is a really awkward time for everyone. But for me, I was like noticing that people were, especially I suppose girls, like bodies changing and getting boobs and I remember when all the girls got their first bra and they were like snapping their bra straps on the school oval and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is not exciting for me. Like, why, why is everyone so in, why is everyone so excited about getting a bra and getting a boobs and like their bodies were changing and I was like, okay, this doesn't feel like me. And that kind of continued on a lot, but the main thing I really noticed was that like, People's attraction to, um, well, you know, you get boyfriends and girlfriends in high school, but, like, I was noticing people's bodies changing, but I was noticing that their attraction to the opposite sex was very <laughs> obvious. And people would ask me questions like, you know, do you like boys? Like, what, do you like that guy? And what do you think, you think he's hot? And I'd be like, he's got cool hair and clothes. I don't know, like, he's... I, I was pretty bad at pretending that I was into guys, to be honest with you. Like, it was not... It was very obvious that I was not into boys, um, and so that, like, that was a thing that I was starting to think about myself, like, okay, I'm a girl, I like girls, oh my god, I must be a lesbian, okay, so that was a big realisation for me, and I, I remember telling my friends and family, like, okay, mum, I like girls, um, and she was like, no shit, like, it's kind of obvious that... <laughs> You're this massive tomboy and you very clearly like women, so obviously you're a lesbian. I was like, yeah, okay. And so that was, that was like, my, I, I lived that lifestyle for like a while. Like once I came out, I kind of was, um, you know, I embraced that lifestyle because I thought, well, I must be a lesbian. What else am I? And I, I got the haircut. I went to all the gay bars and I wore the flannelette T-shirts and <laughs> really embraced that. I was a stereotypical 
lesbian, I guess you could say. Um, but I wasn't happy in myself. I was depressed and self-destructive. And I think that was very evident to people around me. Um, my friends and family were very aware of the fact that I wasn't um, happy in this lesbian identity. And I myself kind of didn't really know what was going on. I was thinking, okay, I remember back to high school when I would look at all those girls and their bodies changing and me feeling so insecure about it. And I did a bit of like deep soul searching actually, which is always a hard thing to do. And um, a bit of Google research. Uh, <laughs> and I found my first ever transgendered man on the internet. And I looked at him and he was this like muscular, sexy, confident man. And I was like, oh my God, this is, I'm a lesbian. I'm, I want to be a man. This is who I am. I'm not a, a woman. And it was like this penny dropping in my head. And I was just like, oh my God, this is who I am. But I guess realizing that and vocalizing it are two different things. I thought to myself, okay, I've come out as a lesbian and I at least knew what that was, but I had no idea what it meant to be a transgendered man. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to come out to my friends and family again for the second time and tell them I <laughs> want to be a trans guy. So it was like, all right, um, I, I did that. And I told my my mum my and my dad and they were kind of like, no shit, we kind of like thought this might be the case, you know. I, I, maybe I didn't see it, but it was pretty surprising obvious to everyone else, you know what I mean? And, um, and I remember telling them and they were just like, I just want to support you, I just want you to be happy. And I was like, cool, cool, so this is great, but like, I'm still looking in the mirror and seeing a woman, like I had breasts and I looked like a girl, basically. Not a very butch girl, but a girl. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, what's the next step? And the next step for me was taking hormones. And so I um, went and took, started taking testosterone and that changes your body very quickly. Um, it's kind of like going through a second puberty, which I don't know if anyone has been around a teenage boy before, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's like being around a horny teenage boy. So I went through this second puberty I'd never been through before. Um, and for me, it was amazing, but it was also like a reminder that I had started becoming this man that I always imagined myself to be, but I still had these like saggy tits and that was, yeah, a bit of a confidence killer. So I was like, I've got to do something about this. I've got to get rid of these, these breasts. But I don't know if you know much about surgery in Australia, but it's incredibly expensive. And I was looking at um, $10,000 to get my breasts removed. So I pretty much went, nah, can't do it. I could never save that kind of money. How am I ever going to do this? And it wasn't until I saw another trans guy on um, the internet who'd had his breasts removed through raising money through like a GoFundMe kind of thing, like a crowdfunding. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to like ask for money and donations. If I'm going to be a man, I've got to be a man. I've got to be a strong, independent man and make my own money and do it myself and get my own tits cut off. Fuck that. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's a stereotype, but you know what I mean. That was what I thought, yeah. <laughs> I felt that pressure to like, be this like man, and um, I realised I had to be vulnerable. I had to tell the world how I felt about my body, and that was really hard to do. Like Even thinking about it now makes me feel like this is very hard to do. Um, but I told the world through social media 
that I felt like these things on my chest were like cancers. That, that's what they felt like. It was, can you imagine just not being able to go to the beach and take your shirt off and just always having these things that just, when you look in the mirror, feel like they aren't even part of your body. So I told the world that. I put this video up and I actually got like a really amazing response from people I'd never even met before in my entire life. Like, you know, social media is pretty powerful. So I got these responses being like, I can understand how you would feel that way and I want to support you. And it, I, I think it's a universal thing regardless of whether you're transgender or not, you can understand that. So I, I got this money and I raised this money, which was incredible. And I um, was, so I decided to go to Thailand to get my surgery. Maybe a little bit of a holiday for myself, but you know, whatever. Um, so I'm sitting on this plane and I'm like, okay, by myself, by the way, going to another country where I've never been before and I'm like going to get these breasts removed and I'd like, you know, you can imagine you build it up, you lie in bed every night thinking about, okay, oh, I'm going to sit next to the pool one day, I take my shirt off and I'm, all the girls are going to look at me and I'll look so sexy and oh, damn. So that was how I was thinking about how I was going to look, basically. So I get to Thailand and the surgery happened very quickly. It was like, right, getting the surgery, done, done, done. And I come out and it was like, look down, I, I couldn't feel my chest, I couldn't, there were stitches, bandages, everything, it was really like, you know, I was in the hospital. When I first got to see my chest, it was like, oh, this is not what I imagined. And that was, that was, I felt guilty about that because I'd had all these people donate money to me and all this money had come in and I had to feel like, I've got to show everyone that thank you for the money you've given me, this is what my chest looks like. So like I'm so happy, but I actually wasn't, I was kind of like, Wow, this is it's a it's a process. You go through this process where you you know it's a journey and you your body changes and I was still getting used to the idea of like what my chest was gonna look like. But I came back from Thailand, which was a fantastic place to go to, and I started to heal and my body started to look you know, it's actually been about two years now, it's crazy that I've had this surgery and I take my shirt off all the time now and don't even think about Yeah, it's been great, but like that that was a small part of my journey, but there's still something that's really been niggling in the back of my mind, which is um, my culture. And so I mentioned before that I'm a transgendered indigenous man. So I, for a long time, could not participate in my culture. I was told I couldn't participate in my culture because you can't do men's business, you're not a real man. You can't do women's business, you're not a real woman. So where do I fit in? You know, and that really that really upset me and really hurt me for a long time. And I'm studying a Bachelor of Indigenous Arts, so that was kind of a thing I had to kind of really, like, face up to, you know. Um, and it wasn't until I actually met, thank God for the internet, but I actually met a transgendered Indigenous man who identified as a brother boy, and I never heard that term before. And for me, it was like finding that connection and that, that like acceptance that I've been told for such a long time that I could never be a part of. And you know, I guess my uh, journey's now led me to Darwin, which I'll be honest with you, I never expected to be in a place like this. And I did kind of stereotype Darwin as being a bit of a redneck backward kind of town, you know, <laughs> but it's actually been a really open, like amazing place to be. And I've found that the people have been incredible. And I feel like it's the first time that I've, had to be alone with my thoughts and my own body and I think regardless of who you are that's was a really scary but 
like important place to be in. So thank you for listening to my story and look forward to the next chapter.